0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Prep Life Podcast. This is your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, Amy Enger, today with my fabulous co-host. Hey guys, this is Chris McColl, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. So today we're going to be talking about precision nutrition, top things that successful coaches do, and we are going to kind of make that into our own ways to be successful living the prep life, whether it be an athlete or a fitness professional, we have gotten a lot of questions about just how the coaching side of things, um, I know in our personal mm-hmm. community. So I want to address both sides of it. I felt like this was a really good blog from Precision Nutrition. So we'll go ahead and kick things off with number one. So why don't you start with the first, um, of sure. the ten. I'd love to. Okay. so number one is talking
1: about making sure that you have a personal connection. And I think it's pretty self-explanatory when you're thinking about a coach is that you want to be communicating with your client um, you know, on an individual level and speaking to them, um, remembering that like they're human and they make mistakes and they have a lot of, you know, there's other things going on in their life. So, really establishing a good relationship um, I think is very important for coaching. I think it helps with adherence um, and just, I mean, communication I think is just the root of so much of uh, what we do when we're trying to reach out and help somebody. So when you have a positive connection and you have a good relationship, you know, you find a coach that you really like, um, that is a similar philosophy. I think that making sure that you, um, cultivate that relationship throughout the athlete's prep is super important. Um, and then if you're looking at it as an athlete, I do think it's very important to do self-reflection um, because that coach relies on you as an athlete to communicate well how you're feeling um, both internally and physically. So I think checking in with yourself, knowing what it is that you need, knowing where your strengths and your weaknesses are, and working on personal growth um, can be attributed to having a good personal connection just with yourself.
0: Yeah. And it was funny this morning, I actually got an inquiry that the person asked me uh, outside of your check-ins um, once a week, do you talk to your athletes and ask questions? And I just thought, or answer questions. And I thought, man, that just seems like it would be a no brainer, but I guess like yeah. if she's asking that question that there, there must be different out there. I don't know. Um, So, yeah, and then she asked me, like, if posing's included in our packages, and I was like, yes, absolutely, we're all in coaches. We want to make sure that we service our athletes, um, you know, through every step of the journey. So um, I just thought that was interesting. That kind of got me thinking about that. Um, So, you know, I kind of shared with her that we spend 30 minutes, whether they're lifestyle or competition uh, prep clients that they get 30 minutes of coach time every week whether or not they use that for posing um, when they're like 10 weeks out from a show we usually recommend it or you know if they just needed to talk to ask questions um so we're definitely available via email with questions and answers but um yeah I just thought that was that kind of um maybe thinking yeah. about number one a little bit so and
1: also yeah. oh I was just gonna add like a in conjunction with what you're saying about offering like the phone calls to connect with people. Like there are some weeks where like, for instance, with my travel coming up and my competition that my time is limited. So I'll give people the option. You know, if you do want the call this week, like we'll absolutely schedule it. If you, you know, have a. Oh, Chris. Sorry. My headphones cut out. Yeah. Um, But basically giving the the athlete the option for the call, nine times out of 10 people, they'll jump on that because that means a lot to them. So I do think communication in that aspect, I really like how we do that uh, with Glam Girl.
0: Yeah, and so the next one, number two, is your why. And essentially, coaches need to ask a lot of questions in general. I believe that... Uh, You always need to be digging deeper. If you haven't solved the puzzle, you haven't asked enough questions is my, (laughs) Um, so if there's something that's not making sense, you just haven't asked the right question or the amount of questions to get to the problem, to the root of the problem. So when we speak from like a telling uh, perspective, so we're just like telling them what to do and to follow it we're not gonna be able to see the whole picture. We need to know why they're motivated, uh, what's their purpose, what drives their inner fire. And Precision Nutrition recommends that you just do the five whys technique. And basically, you know, you have to ask five questions of why. So mm-hmm. let's say you say, why do you wanna accomplish this goal? And then the client says, because I wanna lose weight. And then number two question, why do you want to lose weight in the first place? and this person goes on and on, and you keep getting deeper and deeper until you finally find that core motivation and the actual driver behind it. Um, As an athlete, have you ever used the five whys, like, on yourself or just kind of thinking about what your why is? Um, I've had someone use this on me recently, and it was
1: (laughs) – I'll be honest. It was like extremely irritating. (laughs) (laughs) I just gave you the answer. Why are you asking me more questions? But uh, it prompted a lot of really good thought. Um, And it was like in a a moment where I was feeling like totally wiped out. And I was like, Oh, I, I just, I don't think I could do this. And they prompted those why questions and, it totally changed my perspective and made me really think. Well, why? Why am I doing this constantly? Um, so it definitely works. It, you may get annoyed, uh, but it's totally worth it because once you understand that root of your motivation, like Amy said, it really does help you like identify that focus and then keep it in front of you as you're as you're going.
0: And so you, your tenancy from Gretchen Rubin is the questioner. Yeah. So um, part of your tendency is that you get annoyed when other people ask you questions, (laughs) Um, but you are the questioner. So it's actually, it's not that way for everybody. Uh (laughs) So if you are a questioner, if your tendency is that, then sometimes it could be annoying, but hopefully it's not too annoying. Um, Just because those are, those deeper rooted issues can really um, get to the crux of a solution. So um, number three,
1: So number three is uh, elite coaches, they'll help the competition. Um, And we can apply this really easily as athletes as well. I think that um, the bodybuilding community is so small and it's so niche and unique that really, I mean, I believe that we're part of something super special. And so really embracing other athletes and other coaches and learning from each other is the best thing that you can do. I mean, yes, you, you know, you have other athletes as competition. Um, but that doesn't, I mean, I really think your persona and how you carry yourself in any sport really says a lot about you. And I've found that the more that I've talked with people and shared with people, um, I mean, you get no benefit from being nasty to another competitor or coach and, no one knows everything. So
0: I think we can all learn from each other. Um, so yeah, helping each other out is great. Yeah. And I always feel like, you know, it's, it's silly to want to hoard knowledge or to try to, you know, say like, Oh, well, I'm not going to share this with that other coach because they're my competition. Um, from a, you know, a business standpoint, I think it's absolutely crazy to not share knowledge because, like you said, no one has all of the answers and we're stronger together. So just, you know, using other professionals like um, as like a sounding board and talking through some things, you're both going to learn from each other. And Mm -hmm. um, just like in social media, in terms of that, I always like to leave a review or a rating for like other people's podcasts that I've found value from. Or, like, leave a comment, like, on a YouTube channel that I, I found that video to be really helpful. Um, just things like that. Um, sharing books and, like, you know, giving that person credit or giving someone encouragement on social media. Um, whether it be a coach from another team or an athlete from another team. I don't care. I just want the community to be stronger. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's important um, to build That sort of tribe, like you said.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We're all in it together. We're all doing the same things. So having that connection, I think is important.
0: Yeah. All right. So elite coaches do less. And I think that, um, it's a huge myth to think that everybody can do it all. (laughs) That's just, um, we talked about the pick three book and it's just spreading yourself too thin. You need to be able to specialize and make sure that you're not doing a lot of things okay, but you're doing, Mm -hmm. you know, that one thing really, really well. Um, It's important to focus on that. And I think that elite coaches and elite athletes know that, you know, working on as a client, like working on one small habit at a time can be so much more effective than just making like this ambiguous project you know like throwing the whole the whole plan at them you know it's baby steps we need to have that one habit method so that they can build self-efficacy and Mm -hmm. kind of honing in with those questions you know what's that one goal that's going to be the most important right now and trying to tackle that and then once you achieve it you know moving on to the next thing so yeah anything to add on that
1: Uh, I just kind of look at it from a coach's perspective with this one. It's a reason why I, and I know that a lot of us limit the amount of clients that we take on because, um, you know, you can take on a lot of clients and, um, you know, do okay, uh, being a coach, but I don't know. It's very important to me to make sure that I'm giving my client the best because I know, I know what it's like to be an athlete and give it a hundred percent. And like when you give it hundred percent, I feel like it should be a natural expectation for your coach to give 100% as well too. Um, and so like really monitoring time and making sure that I only take on clients that I know I can handle and, and do adequate work with. Um, that's a good
0: point.
1: Yeah. And yeah. That's
0: why we, that's why we have an application process. We have an interview process you know, with their phone consultation, we want to right. make sure that we're not spreading ourselves too thin and that we're taking care <laughs> of our clientele. So we keep our our tribe small so that we can best service our clients. So, yeah, yeah good point, because I look at some of these I, I see some things that I'm just like, I don't know how that works, that they have that many clients. You know, I'm just kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Not to throw anybody under the bus. But anyway, absolutely. Um, yeah. Number five. Do you want to take that one? Yeah, sure. So elite coaches and athletes
1: practice the basics. So going back to your core um, nutrition and your core exercise, I think are, um, and it's kind of like goes in line with what you were talking about, Amy, of picking like a select habit and working on that. I believe that making sure that your basics are in line are a great way to make sure that you are getting your foundation set. So, um, going back to making sure that like for me a lot of it is making sure that my nutrition is on point because that's where I feel great or I don't. So, I'm making sure that I'm eating foods that I know are good for my digestive tract and making sure that I am weighing everything out um and tracking my macros and just having control over that when I'm in a really focused prep. Um and, you know, like there's seasons for that, but that is a good practice of a basic that I implement. Um, is there? Are there any that you have implemented recently, Amy?
0: Yeah, actually in the gym today, I was just really focusing on I had a back day and sometimes I just like go through the motions. I just went back to the basics of like really engaging my lap muscle and taking my time to mm-hmm. feel the connection, the mind-muscle connection, and really feel that squeeze. Um I yeah. just feel like paying attention and being more aware, like you were saying, like with your food and things, um, you know, for some people maybe paying attention to how they feel before they eat a meal and then like after, but just kind of staying in tune with those things, um, I think are good practices. And then number six yeah. is coaches listen for what they don't want to hear. And I think this uh. is a hard one. It's always difficult to hear, uh, negative uh, comments or any kind of like criticism, but I think that it's important to be open. Um, I mean, we are in a sport anyways that you have to, I always say it's like a duck's back. You, you can't spend a very long time in this um, industry if you don't have thick skin or, you know, water off your yeah. duck's back. Uh, you have to be able to take feedback about, um, you know, it's your body it's like someone's yeah. criticizing that. I mean, that's the judge's job. So, um, you know, taking that as a gift, feedback is always a gift to me, especially in my business. Uh, I always want to know how I can service someone better. So I don't take it personally. At least I try not to. Uh, and I try to run with what they say and really try to improve it, uh, rather than yeah. taking it, um, internalizing it. So, Um, do you have anything on that on number six that you wanted to share?
1: I just think I would agree that that's a big character builder. Um, I have seen people get very upset because they take it personal. Um, and that's where I just, Encourage you, like Louie say, number one is making sure that you have a good connection with yourself, that your value is not based off of someone else's opinion. And Amy, I've heard you mention that as well too. Like, don't let someone else's opinion determine your value. You should, you know, be confident in who you are. But realize when you enter this sport and you choose to do it, um, there it, you are always going to be reaching for the next uh, goal. And bodybuilding never ends. You never reach the perfect physique. So there will constantly be feedback. And the way that you can improve is being open to that and then taking it and utilizing it for, you know, your next show or your next prep. So, yeah, I mirror everything you're saying there.
0: Yeah. And if there's also just from like a coach athlete perspective, if a client is uh, showing resistance um, to a particular thing, it's important that elite coaches kind of listen for what is kind of holding them back and try to like seek out what it is that is an obstacle for that athlete because they know that they can't just ignore it, that it's something that they have to work with rather than against. And I think once you kind of identify something that's a barrier uh, and then trying to move around it, I think that's why it's so important that plans are so individualized and we not yeah. only know an athlete from a physical, like, data perspective, but we know who they are as a person and what they're dealing Correct. with in their lives. Like, I have a lot of people that are really struggling with, like, distance learning as parents, and it's taking a huge amount of stress on those families and, yeah, um, you know, financially and just, like, mentally. Um, So just things to, like, you know, kind of, like, keep, as a coach, you want to keep your radar out there for those things that are maybe um an obstacle that's um currently you know maybe at first hindering their progress but as you work together to solve the problem solve that it can be something that you definitely can work around so yeah absolutely yeah and
1: that just leads us on to number seven which is elite coaches uh know when to
0: shut up So (laughs) shut your mouth,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, which that makes sense where you may have a lot of knowledge, but knowing where to place that knowledge and how to uh, communicate effectively first starts with listening. Mm -hmm. And um, I will be honest, like I sometimes I'm not the greatest at this. I love people, but sometimes I'm like, I got a tight schedule. It needs to be cut and dry um and this has been really helpful for me to like stop and get on the phone with people and ask them first how are you doing and nine times out of ten they don't start talking about their prep they start talking about what's going on in their life and that's important because that's what they're going through every single day and those are the environmental influences that affect how they're feeling and how their body is going to respond as well too so it's not just the plan and the execution of the plan there's a lot of other things so making sure that you're really understanding your clients giving them giving them some of your time where they can share um I think will help place um better or it'll open up doors where you can maybe help them in a different way than if you had just started talking so um yeah yeah. That's so all I have about that one.
0: Instead of being the expert where they're talking, they're telling, they're answering questions. You're telling them what, you know, you're listening, right. you're reflecting, you're sharing what you're personally working on and giving yourself as an example to them to show them like, Hey, I go through these struggles too, or you're right. leading them in the right direction. You're empowering them to make their own decisions. Um, And you're giving them the knowledge to be able to lead them in a direction towards the best action. You're not um, pointing in direction. You're guiding them um, in a way. And um, another thing, too, I think that uh, is important for coaches is just, you know, not trying to be like the spotlight person. But, you know, you should be like the background person, like supporting them and um, lifting them up just me personally, I think. Um, and so that leads us into number eight, when we talk about being imperfect. So coaches are imperfect too. Um, I don't know if you have any personal examples that you wanted to share. Um, I think sometimes we have like really high standards for ourselves in the fitness community. Um, and so it becomes really difficult, like when we're in an improvement season, um, you know, to be like, on social media um it can be it can be kind of like one of those things where you you always want to be practicing and walking the walk but we are human at the same time so we do make mistakes um do you have anything to add on on that yeah I definitely can relate
1: to this on a personal level I feel like as a coach sometimes we take that position um and you know people entrust a lot to us. They interest their their bodies and their goals. And so it's a lot of responsibility. And you know, you want them to succeed. So you also feel like you need to emulate the perfect client. And I also think, you know, like that's something that I've struggled with. And then also as well, having the title of being um, an IFBB pro has also there's been times where I feel like, okay, like I'm a pro, I need to do everything perfect. And I like, I need to set the standard and well, yes, you want to put forth your both your best efforts. You're also a human being. And so like, I struggle a lot with perfectionism and feeling like I am not allowed to make those mistakes. Um, And I think just being realistic of like you said, Amy, like we're, we're human. Like, and I, I'll admit, I have not yet done a perfect prep. Like it has just not happened. I have weighed stuff wrong. I have measured stuff wrong. I have, you know, Amy can make it as clear as possible, but there's just something that I'll read backwards, <laughs> and uh, and I'll just like I'll not execute it correctly. And that's okay because um, you, it's it's about giving your best. And that's where I think it should really be rewarded, um, and not looking at perfectionism.
0: Yeah. And the number nine is keeping it real. And so I think I wanted to, if you're okay with it, we kind sure. of talk about like your recent back injury and kind of some yeah. ways that we've had to, you know, yeah. go around that, um, and work with that obstacle. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so
1: probably about a week ago, I think it was, I don't know, time was like flying. Uh, I uh, somehow irritated my lower back and semi like glute hip area. It's definitely within my pelvic region. I'm not quite sure exactly, um, but I was still trying to, you know, like complete my prep, check all the boxes, get all my steps in and I was really shooting for that that goal of seventeen thousand steps every single day, and um, once I had injured my hip that that constant repetition was just irritating it more and um and it was just getting worse,
0: so yeah, you know so oh, go ahead, let me just interject really quick, so you're. Sure you're like one to not complain. And so I just want to make sure that this is clear oh. to the audience. So you're, you're very tough. And um, I mean, we had talked about like you didn't need to communicate so that we can. Yeah. So we basically, we problem solved with this whole thing. And um, good news is that your back mobility is much better, but we kind of like Agreed. went a different route. We just worked with what we had, took the step goal out, took a lot of the, the list out and things like that and worked more on a dietary standpoint. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it's always a process, but I think that's why it's important for, you know, your body best as an athlete. So keep in mind that your coaches aren't mind readers, um, no matter how long they've coached you or known you, um, you always have to be open and honest with them, um, about that. And don't ever be scared to like, say something um or feel like you're complaining i think we both like as coaches it's
1: yes uh,
0: you know it's one of those things that you're you're kind of more self-conscious about watching yeah. that but um it is important um so i guess that kind of goes with number 10 um i mean number yeah. nine do we want to hit that one first i that one doesn't really um, say number nine
1: well. <laughs> is coaches
0: oh yeah number nine
1: is elite coaches keep it real So, um, yeah, I mean, I think we pretty much summed it up there, like the being realistic and being human and just, I mean,
0: yeah, the big thing with this one is just like not to be dogmatic with any kind of practice when it comes to exercise science and sports nutrition. I think that over the years, you know, as research comes out and evidence, based practices are shown. And just through like my experience of working with like thousands of athletes, I think that you just learn some things anecdotally. And then also just like with a combination of different things, you realize that there's an always or never approach doesn't ever work. So um, it's just really important to, you know, kind of think about like your expectations and how um, like you, treat a nutritional deity to follow we don't really need to yeah. um be so black and white all the time um so just kind of getting that reality check like our rules around fitness and health and um you know kind of creating that, like that harmony in life in terms of that and then the final one is just that elite coaches ask for help so that kind of took goes ties in with like what we were talking about with number eight do you have anything else to add on that um in terms of like mentorship or well I definitely
1: would encourage anybody who's thinking about being a coach is to find someone that you um you respect within the industry and ask them if they do a mentorship because I think that was one of the best decisions I ever made with um getting started with Glam Girl is utilizing you Amy as a mentor to help me learn how to be a good coach. And I'm still learning. I still have a lot. Um, and I think a good coach will always be learning. So, um, yeah, I think just being humble enough to know that you don't have all the answers, even to your clients, but making sure that you work hard to figure it out, um, it's just the kind of the best way to approach it. So yeah, that's my two cents.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I've always hired a coach. I feel like, um, a good coach always needs a coach and um no matter who you are no matter how much knowledge you have it's always good to have an outside eye and an accountability factor um I mean I know for me I'm harder I would be harder on myself if I coached myself like I'd probably um do way too much cardio and eat very few calories um so it's important Oh, I'd probably eat way too much (laughs) Which is why we have coaches, right? We just right. need, um, we need, especially when we have prep goggles on. Um, yes. Like, I, I think I said to you at one point, like with this whole backs thing, I was like, all right, you've got prep goggles on, like, hand this I over do. to me. Yeah. Like, this is why you pay yeah. um, <laughs> the money for That's this. Um, but yeah, I mean, with all of my coaches that are on my staff too, they, they have to, it's a requirement, a prerequisite to train with me for six months and then obviously, like with the appropriate certifications and background, their credentials and things like that. But it's so important that they understand uh, what it's like to go through these things as an athlete, in my opinion, um, so that they can not only empathize with their clients, but they can also utilize their own experiences. And I think I'm, I've always put myself first as a lab rat, like I won't ever try something on someone else unless I've done it myself uh, yeah. for the most part so I think those are all key points when it comes to um, asking for help and just being vulnerable enough to know that we never have all the answers and we can always learn from somebody is always a good Absolutely. thing Absolutely. so yeah, with that uh, we are at the 30 minute mark um, so we will be in Tahoe very soon Chris will be there yeah. sooner than I will <laughs> uh we just got the lineup for the Tahoe show so we're super excited. Uh y'all have yeah. to check it out on the live feed on Sunday, September 27th. Uh yeah. I believe prejudging starts at 9:30 and I think there's one class before pro bikini. Um yeah, and Pacific then Yeah, Pacific time. Yeah, Pacific Standard Time, good call. Uh and then also the night show starts at 3:30 and there's one class before pro bikini as well in the night show. So We're going to be out in the pavilion outside, so it should be interesting. Oh, yeah. Making history in Tahoe. But uh, if you haven't already, um, we so appreciate our listeners, and I've just been overwhelmed with all the kindness that you've all sent with your DMs, your sweet um, messages, your reviews. Uh, A lot of you have tagged us on Instagram with your reviews. We really, really appreciate that. And so as a thank you in the month of September, we are going to be doing a drawing for those reviews for a Glam Girl hoodie, so there's still time. Uh, we'll announce that winner actually on our October 6th show, so um, that Tuesday in October we'll kind of announce the winner at that point. So if you want to leave a rating or review, do so on iTunes and then take a screenshot, tag us at Life Podcast or at Glam Girl Bikini. On Instagram and we have been putting out a series of videos on our YouTube channel it's day in the life of a contest prep coach I think uh, episode 3 releases on Wednesday and that one is all about Karina's um, our IFBB fitness pro came into Kansas City so it's kind of like a snapshot of what she's doing to prepare for her pro debut so be sure to check that out on the glam girl channel and with that I think I've said a mouthful. Uh, this is Amy Anger, your founder and CEO of Glam Girl Bikini, signing off with.
1: And this is Chris Nicole, Glam Girl Bikini Coach and IFBB Bikini Pro. Thanks for listening, guys.